Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and TV series. I'm your host, Todd Bailey, the sexy man across the thing with the earphones in his ear. Hello, Ginge. Wake up and on bots and pans. How are you? Very well. How are you, ladies and gentlemen at home? The things in your ears. I mean, earphones, yeah. earbuds or whatever. I can't do earbuds. They no. fall out of my ear. I've got to put the ones with the hooks over the ears, yeah. like an old man. <laughs> remember Uncle Arthur? I look a bit like Uncle Arthur with my earphones <laughs> the, in. The one thing I remember, Uncle Arthur, and he, he did that little thing, waving oh, thing. Oh, I hope he's not in trouble like Rolf Harris is. Oh, stay away they, from no, that. No, but they keep coming out. They keep claiming him as Australian cartoonist Rolf Harris. He hasn't been in Australia for fucking years. <laughs> he's I, been over and over and. Why did they Tommy, say cartoonist and not entertainer? No, I don't know. But they keep going back. All the news places I've been checking out keep mm-hmm. referring to him as Australian cartoonist well, Rolf Harris. I was listening he's to. He's an artist and, uh, and a singer. He's an entertainer. One. He's been he's been doing that that RSPCA pet Can't show for the last two years. Down. Sport. I reckon he, he, he ties something else down. That's why he's in trouble. He's he's um he's been uh, actually axed from that TV slot. Has he? Yeah. Well, I would be too if if, if it came. I'd be axing him. Well, um, you know, if he'd been doing naughty it's, things. It's funny that you say that they're they're, they're describing as, him as that. This week, I was listening to Hollywood Babylon with yep. Kevin Smith, and in the newspaper, he got uh, described as Kevin Smith, not indie film director, as Kevin Smith, yo-yo dieter. Yeah. That's a bit sad, that's, isn't that's it? It's interesting that the, that people only remember you for your most recent thing. Like, but, but he's been yo-yo dieting for years. Yeah, but I mean, like, but they don't fat large, fat large, fat large. But they large. haven't been doing it for for his. No, so didn't say fat and skinny because he never got skinny. He's well, fat large, fat I, large, don't larger. Be like that. Don't be like what? that. What? But he's still funny, and he's yeah. Trying, you know what Kevin Smith's biggest problem is? It's yeah. the weed. He needs to laugh. Because he gets the munchies. I don't know what that's like. You get the munchies, and then you can't <laughs> stop. You don't, don't say that you know what it's like. What? No, I get it with alcohol, not not weed. Yeah, thanks. I, I do it yeah. legally. You let, know, let, everyone knows I'm a borderline no, alcoholic. No, no, no one on this this podcast endorses. I work the, in the comics industry. The I've got to be an alcoholic. The the taking of drugs. We do not endorse anything, but if you've got some good stuff, <laughs> shoot it through. To- <laughs> <laughs> Says the guys that are drinking Coke. And, hey, hey, and, hey, and hey, alcohol. hey! I'm drinking Coke Zero tonight. Yeah, yeah, because it's got zero taste and zero everything. It's Coke, zero whiskey. Coke Zero. You would, if you'd like to be a sponsor of this program, please contact us. Definitely, geeksbigau um, at gmail dot com. And we're, we're wholesome. We're saying drink Coke instead of hash. Uh, instead of smoking weed. Anyway, geez. anyway, now that we've done our public announcements, dum dum dum. Big casting news this week. Yes, let's get into it. Um, but you know what? It's not great casting. Well, it kind of is. All right, Marvel have just announced. Let me just get my paperwork in line. Marvel just have just announced the uh, that Emmy award-winning actor James Spader has been cast as Ultron in the upcoming sequel, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah. Spader is most well known for playing Alan Shaw on both Boston Legal and The Practice. I did love him in those shows. They were good shows. He was, yeah. As well as Dr. Daniel, J- J- Dr. Jackson. Daniel Jackson in the Take your- movie. My geek cred and throw yeah. it out. Uh, now, originally created by Hank Pym, a.k.a. Ant-Man, uh, in the source material. That's the comics uh, for those in the know. Uh, Ultron has long been a chief villain for the Avengers since their inception. Now, featuring favourites from the first Avengers film and new Marvel characters never before seen on the big screen, Avengers Age of Ultron will open in theatres May 1st, 2015. The thing that came out this week, at the beginning of this week, was Paul Bettany was going to be playing Ultron. Because in it, Jarvis turns bad, which, which Steve... Geeks speak psychic, Steve he, Muller. He picked it like a dirty nose. A couple of weeks ago, he yeah. said, and, and we talked privately. I said, I reckon that um, the Vision is, is... I reckon Coulson's going to turn into the Vision. Yep. Yeah, Agent Coulson. But anyway, let's just see if that comes fucking true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and so Jarvis turns evil, becomes Ultron, voiced by Paul Bettany originally in, yep. in, in the Iron Man films. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they've said we're going to get James Spader to play Ultron. So, so. so Ultron is, is the mechanical character, right? 
Yes, like now, a, he's not he's not a physical flesh and blood character. But oh, well, you're gonna have a big shiny silver robot in a movie, or you're gonna go and make him more AI. Like Tony Stark has built the, the bloody the Iron Man the suits. Iron Man suits. How yeah. do we know it's not gonna be? He's gonna be looking a little bit more like with like a what do you call it? Silicon face. I don't know. I don't know. Him. I reckon that's I, how I'd do it. I, I, I'm just. I, it, it seems a little bit of a. Uh, the, the, it seems a little bit like what they did to Hellboy with old. Um, uh, David Hyde Pierce doing the voiceover for the someone bl- else acting in the role. Yeah, yeah I don't know. They may they may go and make him just a big shiny robot. If it was me, I would not have him so he could blend into crowds. Like he would look human. Hmm. He's you know make him artificial intelligence. Like he's he's he looks it's like a human. A little thing. bit upsetting to Paul Bettany if this is his character and then he he might turn down the role. You don't know that. Well, Paul Bettany, get him on the phone, Jim. Let's fucking find out. The Marvel might be pissed off that he's not actually watched any of the Iron Man films he's been in. Apparently, he came out and said he's yeah. never watched a single one of them. Yeah, screw you, Paul Bettany. Um, but anyway, would, 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 this would, news broke. Would you want to see all the movies that you do? Yes, I always do. Yeah. I watch them multiple times. Yeah. Um, this news came out and the internet went. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of, I think Marvel were hoping for a bit of a like a a, a bit of a <laughs> yeah you know, a bit of a bit of a kind of boost in the polls, a bit like fucking uh, Ben Affleck being cast as Batman, right? They're waiting for the internet to go, James Spader. But instead, everyone went, oh, yeah, no, good, uh, not, not bad casting. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, so I think Marvel's kind of you know kind of went shit. Anyway, Warner Brothers got us again. Went, maybe, anyway, maybe we should have just given it to Paul Bettany. Flicking back, since I couldn't put a headline in the right place on my notes. Now, though originally rumoured to be filming in Vancouver, the Michigan Film Office has officially announced that the upcoming Superman Batman movie will be shot in Michigan. Okay, ready for this? Yeah. Now, the Michigan Film Office has announced that uh, it will be filmed there early next year. Okay, early 2014. Now, Zack Snyder, of course, is bringing together the two greatest superheroes of all time. Their words, not mine. Superman and Batman, ready for the first time on the big screen. You don't think Superman and Batman are the biggest? Batman is. Uh, I'm not a Superman fan. I'll put that out there. I like enjoyed Man of Steel, don't get me wrong. I like Superman Unchained, the first couple of issues I've read. Yeah. Um, I like Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Superman is an ongoing monthly comic, and I can't get into it. Batman and Rocketeer. That would fucking That would work. make $2 billion. Oh. Someone get on the phone and, and, and let's do this. Let's organise this. Now, uh, Superman Batman is expected to begin filming in Metro Detroit and throughout the state of Michigan sometime in the first quarter of 2014. Yep, yep, yep. Now, uh, of course, uh, Zack Snyder is co-writing the story with David S. Goyer. Uh, he's also writing the screenplay. Now, Charles Roven and Deborah Snyder are producing the film, which will star, of course, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Amy Adams, Lawrence Fishburne and Diane Lane, just to name a few. Okay, now uh, the people of Detroit are very happy about this because well, Detroit be. is in decline. It's one of the first American cities to file for bankruptcy. It looks it like doing so tough. It looks like the town actually took a bomb. It, it's just it's a ban- chunks yeah. of it. And we're not talking like a building here, a building there. No, it's entire Whole suburbs, neighborhoods, and yeah. suburbs are just abandoned. Yeah, and we're not talking trashy old homes that are abandoned. We're talking three-story. Mm. What in Australia would be classed as a mansion, yeah, brownstone, right. brick mansions, yep, yep. abandoned and just trashed. I, I just—it's hard for for me as an Australian person to fathom. You see these images on the internet of the, what Detroit looks they've got like. Whole industrial areas, and we're yeah. not talking big like sheds that we'd have here in Australia, mm, like an mm. industrial estate here. No. We're talking six-story yep. brick yep. warehouses, multi, big like whole complexes yeah, of warehouses yeah. laying there empty and graffitied and windows smashed and everything else. Mm. We'd kill to have that space I, over here. I, I, it's just hard to fathom. It is. I, hard but, hard um, to understand. So it's going to look very rough, which I think could could work well, well for b- parts of Gotham. For, you know? for, for Zack Snyder's real world 
you know, universe that he's created for these characters, yeah. I think Detroit is going to make the perfect Gotham. Although, I hope they bring in that gothic architecture. A little bit like Tim Burton Gotham, did. The, yeah. the, the Gotham comic, you know, yeah, I, interpretation well, of the city. I guess we can only wait and see. But what a great thing for um, for the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan yeah, in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a boost for their workforce over there, which yeah. I think is great. Um, now, we must remember that, of course, Superman Batman movie hits theatres July 17th. 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, if it starts filming next year, get ready. You'll see um, set leaks and you know bits of footage or pictures and all that yes kind of stuff. That. It'd be kind of cool to see. I do. I do notice that Chris Nolan and his brother isn't uh, hasn't been associated with the writing of the script. No, they've um, they've backed right off. Now you got some news for me. Well, uh, this week I, I uh, understand that because Chris Nolan is doing the movie Interstellar, Legendary Pictures have pulled out of producing Man of Steel 2 and are going across and producing Interstellar and severing their ties with Warner Brothers altogether. Well, from from what I understand, they had one movie left in their contract with Warner Brothers. And rather than waiting out until 2015 when this uh, Man of Steel 2 comes out, they thought they'd cut their losses and go across to Chris uh, Chris Nolan who is already shooting Interstellar, yeah. and that movie will, will come out before Man of Steel 2. And I think Chris Nolan has made Legendary so much money in the past, they're kind of banking on him. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the, and uh, it looks like uh, that the Legendary Pictures are signing with Universal Studios so that they can get their hands on to some of the franchises that Universal owns. Because, we, you know, we're there's great stuff in... Um Franchise, you get a franchise on your belt, you're gonna make good stuff. It looks like uh, Legendary wants to do Jurassic Park. Oh, very cool! Very Mm. cool. Do you want to see that happen? Warner, uh, uh, I was just about to say, Blues Brothers is a a universal property. Well, uh, they're they're talking about a Blues Brothers TV series, uh, filming Canada Air. Um, I think that starts soon too. It's given given the green light for a pilot. Have they? I think they've given it a green light for a pilot. For just a pilot? Just a pilot, as far it? as I know. Yeah. Because it's actually got the guys, uh, Wayne Cantina, and I can't think of the other guy's name, who tour the world as the Blues Brothers now. Yeah. The um, official Blues Brothers review. Yeah, they've, they've been, been given the tick of approval approval by Judy Belushi. I'm sober tonight and I can't get my words out. <laughs> um, Judy Belushi and Dan Aykroyd have given it the tick of approval. Yeah. So there you go. Now, um, speaking of movies, Ginge, yes. Spawn. Yes. You remember that movie? I love that movie. What's that, 94 well, actually, maybe? Let me find my phone because you know what I did this week? Mm-hmm. Just on a little sidetrack here, I managed to get a fantastic app. Cool. I collect movies. Okay. Now, what you do is you put this on your phone. It's yep. got about three bucks Australian for the app. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what happens is you scan, like with the barcodes on the back of your movies, yep. you take a photo, it scans it in, and it brings up the, you know, like a, an what? evening with Kevin Smith and okay. puts all the information, the running time. You can put who you lend it out to. So that way it doesn't happen what happened to my space, my two space box sets. And whoever's got my Son fucking space box sets, bring them back. You bastards that are listening to this and going, <laughs> I've me. still got Todd's space box set. Um, I want it back. The amnesty's nearly over and I haven't got them back yet. The amnesty's going to last until you get the bastard, isn't it? sucks. But anyway, it's great. And then I can see who the hell I've loaned it out to and why they haven't bought it back. And, yeah. But anyway, it's called I Collect. Now, they do one for comics. They do it for video games, music, and I've got the movies one here. Looks so like I'm going to have to get that because the one that I had... Is is a bit uh, glitchy at the moment. Is it? So I, I don't know how many DVDs or what DVDs I've actually got. That's sad. Yeah. Now, this uh, came out in 1997. 97? Uh, Spawn, yep, there you go. Uh, length, running time, 95 minutes, and it's uh, gotten a 20% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. I uh, actually bought the soundtrack for that. Really? And it's got the it's got Filter doing one of the songs in it. Oh, okay, there you go. Very cool. I like Filter. With the Dust Brothers. 
Now, um, anyway, Spawn. So it's been a while since we've seen it. Everyone says it, it wasn't a great movie. It was an all right movie. It was, was it Michael J. White? Michael, Michael J. White, who uh, was in the uh, Dark Knight Rises film. He was, and he was also, a gangster. And he, uh, wasn't he in the uh, latest Mortal Kombat web series that they put out as well? Quite I possibly. Anyway, um, he was in there as the main... He played Al Sum in Spawn. You had Martin Sheen playing the bad guy, Win, mm-hmm. And you also had... Um, John Legaz- Legaziamo. Legaz- uh, I- he played Clown. His makeup. It was an amazing makeup job. It on was, him. yeah. And you know what? How they made him look fat and make it all juggly, Jug- jubbly, bubbly. jubbly, bubbly under there. Yeah, water-filled condoms under his cheeks, under what? his gin- chin. Sorry, water balloons. They were actually condoms. Can we just say water balloons? No, they were condoms. No, condoms sound so naughty. I don't care. Well, he had them under his chin. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't want. I don't want anyone to know that I had water-filled condoms under my chin. Well, I mean, you, least of all, you, John Leguizamo. Was, was Le, 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 Legaziamo, for God's sakes! I used to be able to say his name really well no, when he was a, when he was a Mario brother. But you're fucked now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, as we know, Spawn comes from mind. Todd McFarlane. He's an anti-hero and all that. Yeah, yeah. Massive in the nineties. Yep. It was one of the uh, the best comics that. He Image put out, and um, it spawned a great. Without being a twat, there, uh, it's it made a great toy line, yeah. cartoon series, yes. um, collectibles, everything. Like Spawn was massive, and it has inspired a lot of people of their own comics. Oh god, yeah, own like artwork. He, he was a Tom McFarlane's been a massive. Um, well, Ryan Stegman, the artist from Marvel, he yeah. got to meet him. Like you know, Ryan Stegman's pretty well known in his own right. Yeah. He ran or got to meet Tom McFarlane at the Toronto Fan Expo, yeah. and apparently had a geek out moment. It's the first time <laughs> he's ever met him. And Ryan Stegman is doing work. Um, he's done work on Scarlet Spider and all that. So he yeah, yeah. He, he taps into the McFarlane influence. Yeah, and, awesome. Uh, anyway, getting back to the reboot, they uh, locked uh, McFarlane down for a bit of a chat this week and had talked to him about the Spawn possible Spawn reboot. Now okay. McFarlane said. The reality is he's got a lot of pressure on him at the moment because they want him to deliver the script by the end of the year, mm-hmm. which would basically mean they'd be shooting the film next year. Okay. Uh, so that's the goal right now. The thing that keeps slowing it down is the negotiation he's done is to write, produce, and direct the film, okay? But he's got to push a lot of other stuff to the side so he can just get tunnel vision on it, yep. hook in, and get it done. Yeah, yeah. So everybody at the company is now going, we've got to find Todd the time to finish all his stuff to get the movie on, yep. on it, on okay? Track. Yep. He also mentions how he intends to use a small budget and a short shooting schedule. Now, he reckons he's going to be shooting for about 60 to 70 days, okay? Uh, quick shoot. It's not going to be a giant budget with a lot of special effects. It's going to be more of a horror movie um, or a thriller movie, not a superhero one. He's got so many people phoning right now to get in, that he's got to get in and get it done. He's made some promises to people this year okay. that it will be worked on next Re- year, okay? Go, yeah. Now, interest in the potential reboot has been growing recently, thanks in no small part to the interest of actor Jamie Foxx, who said he is aggressively pursuing the role. He really wants this role. Now, McFarlane is pretty keeping pretty tight-lipped on, on, on any casting yep. at the moment, okay? Uh, now, apparently he has had some big-name people come into the office and go, we want to be in it. Mm-hmm. But he's always kind of like, he, he says, give me the pitch. They give him his pitch, and he goes, well... Let's see how it goes, okay? Um, and they're saying as soon as the scripts are done, shoot it off to them. You know, let our people read the scripts. We want to have a crack. Yeah. Now I, um, I, I'm pretty excited about a Spawn reboot because they're talking about. I remember uh, reading an interview with him not long ago where he said, you know, once again, not going to be a superhero film. You can't yeah. see me. I'm doing the thing that superhero quotation marks. Uh, it's going to be more a horror film. Now, what 
he was going to put, or he mentioned, it'd be more kind of Sam and Twitch as yep. the central, fa- like they're in, they're the, the, in the foreground, yes. Spawns in the background, like they're investigating this weird thing that's yep. happening around town, taking down these villains or whatever else, you know, yep, the bad yep. guys. And Spawns seen more as that urban legend in the background, the urban myth, mm-hmm. you know, the the shadow, like in the shadows of the alleyways and all that yep. kind of stuff. You yep. know, it won't be just kind of cape billowing, you know, and... and I'm uh, Superman. Look at me, I'm Spawn Man. You know, kind of, uh, it won't be that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell you, it, it jazzed me up. I can't wait to see it. I want to see a fucking Spawn reboot. I lo- Honestly, I got to meet Todd McFarlane a couple of years ago here yeah. in Australia. Yes, we did. Got to see, I, you know, I actually got to sit down and have a chat with him as a business owner to another business owner. Yeah. Um, and I talked to him about his trades before he, he bought out all the Spawn Origins trades. Yep, yep. He'd had those Spawn collected editions. That's been right. Out for a bit. That's right. They were all over the place. They were thick, thin, thick, thin. And um, then he went out of print. And I got to sit down. I said, look, have you got a moment to, you know, like I asked him a question. He actually said to me, I, I asked him a question. I said, um, what's going on with your trades? He said to me, have you got a moment to, to have a quick chat? I went, Yes, Mr. McFarlane. <laughs> I'll do whatever you say, sir. Honestly, I've annoyed the guy for years. Yeah. Anyway, he sat me down and he said, this is what's going on. He told me before it was even announced in previews. He said, yeah. we're doing this, this, and this. It'll be great for retailers like yourself. Um, let me know if you've got any feedback. Him and I are friends on Facebook, yeah. um, which is great. And, and he, he sent you a happy birthday one day, didn't he? One, he one does. Year, every, didn't? every year he sends a happy birthday. And what there's a other, bastard. There's other little things that pop up every Never once in a while. Never sends me happy birthday. It's because you're not friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, well, I guess but anyway, he was just a nice guy to meet, and as a business owner, I really appreciate the fact he took time out to sit and explain what Tom yeah. McFarlane Productions was doing, yeah. you know, from a comic point of view. So it was great, and um, I got a lot of respect for the guy, so I want to see him reboot mm. this movie. Are you G'd up for him about I'm, directing? I'm, and I'm, 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 you know he's done film clips before. I know, like I, yeah, I understand that, but, you know, a lot of people have done film clips before and have stuffed up movies. <laughs> we haven't. Um, we've done good stuff. We'd, we'd like to have the opportunity to stuff up a multi-million dollar franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone give us a shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think what he'll... He'll be fine. I think what he'll do is he'll surround himself with a really good DP, people that know their jobs, and will only make his own work even better and more well, in the highlight so. of... You know what we want. I imagine. I imagine what he's going for is the beginning of Batman '89. You know where Batman was just uh, in the shadows a little bit. You only saw him little bits, and then yeah, kind of like the shark from Jaws. <laughs> You're an idiot. You know, well, think about it. You didn't actually get to see the shark at the beginning of Jaws. It was just a splash, yeah, or a f- or a fin, or this or that. Yeah. So you won't actually see Spawn until. Why are you always going to bring up sharks, though? You know I hate sharks and oh. I hate swimming and all that kind of. Look out Oh, you're an idiot! I'm going to glass you in a minute. Um, don't, don't, don't forget! I'm going to do my uh, Friday funny. Yeah, Friday true. not so funny. Yeah, we're going to do your Friday not so funny soon. But I do want to talk about video game. Yeah, are you a Lego fan? I, 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 I like constructing Lego. Do you, when it, I was a child, I don't think I've actually used Lego for a very long time. Oh, you're missing out! I, I, I get to do a bit of Lego every year. Um, <laughs> do you? Do you? I get a Lego I, over. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> are you talking about Christmas presents or are you talking about your birthday present? Uh, don't start. Anyway, have you ever played any of the Lego games? No, no, no none of the computer games. No, haven't you? Okay. I, I've seen I've seen the the animation. Oh, look, the, the it looks Lego, amazing. The, have you seen the animated the Lego Batman movie? I, I've I've only seen the trailer. I've not seen the actual you know movie. What? It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Have you got it? Uh, I've got a copy of it. I haven't um, I haven't bought it yet. I should. Shh. This was part of the reason for that app that I downloaded because I yeah. can do a wish list on it. I've realised there's so many fucking films I don't own that I should. <laughs> People go, "Have you watched it?" I'm like, "I've watched it." Do you own it? Um, That's why the, the the program that I had, I, I was able to go through. And you're at you're, you're at a video shop, and, and you're yeah, like, you can just go. 
I, I, yeah, you look at the DVD and you go, I'm pretty sure I've got that. And you, you know go, what I can do? Yeah, you do. You bought, you bought Street Fighter three times already. It does, does that for you, does yes. it? Yeah, well, see, this, this app here, I can actually scan it at the video shop and go make a wish list. Yeah. Yeah, all that kind of cool stuff. Anyway, I'm, I digress. Um, so, so, like, for your birthday, you could send someone your wish list and say, hey... I could. I've got Super Mario Brothers on DVD. <laughs> Are you hinting at me to get you Super Mario no, Brothers? No, I've already got it. Have you? Come on, I'm buying another fucking do copy. You, do you want Super Mario Brothers on DVD? No. No? I never really liked it as a film. Okay. Oh, there's a bunch of other films I can tell you about. <laughs> anyway, can I get back to the fucking game? Sorry, news, yes. Sorry, Jesus, get back to it. like schizophrenic tonight yeah. or something. It was revealed back at San Diego Comic Con that Stan Lee himself will be a playable character in the upcoming Lego Marvel no Super way. Game. Yep. But now we have a better understanding of what he can do. Which is pretty much everything. Uh, in the new trailer, which debuted on EW this week, Lee talks about the game and appearing alongside all the characters he created. In addition to new gameplay footage, you can go and check out that trailer. Have a look at it. It's pretty cool. Okay. Right? Now, Lego Marvel Superheroes features an original story crossing the entire Marvel Universe uh, where players take control of Iron Man, Spider-Man, the Hulk, Captain America, Wolverine and heaps of other cool Marvel characters. Right? Okay, yep. As they unite to stop Loki and a host of other Marvel villains from assembling a super weapon capable of destroying the world. Uh, Is it a nuclear weapon? I don't know, but players will chase down cosmic bricks as they travel across Lego Manhattan, visit key locations from the Marvel Universe such as Stark Tower, Asteroid M, Hydra Base and the X-Mansion. Uh, now, other characters confirmed to appear in the game also include the Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Punisher, Deadpool, Doctor Doom, Elektra, Agent Coulson... Magneto, Silver Samurai, The Punisher, Beast, Green Goblin, Juggernaut, Squirrel Girl, Gambit, Storm, Loki, and Galactus, as well as Daredevil, I do believe. Now, the game will be available this fall for the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii U, Nintendo DS, Nintendo 3DS, PlayStation Vita, uh, PC, as well as the next-gen consoles, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. You get to play as the Generalissimo himself, running around, screaming, Excelsior! Stanley in that game, that is going to be freaking... Awesome. Do you think his his mustache will be able to snap on, snap off? No, or just because they're, they're on his painted. Face? Like have you seen little Lego yeah, men? They're yeah, painted on. Yeah, I have. You don't take the mustache. Yeah, it's not, off. It's not like Cap, uh, Potato Man. No. What about Captain Marvel? Have they forgotten about that character? Pfft, they might be in the sequel game. I don't know. Don't ask me such silly questions. You're talking about cosmic bricks. All I can hear is Hans bricks. <laughs> Hans bricks. Look out! Bu- we're looking for Hans bricks. You're busting my balls, Hans bricks. Um, I, I look. I do. But how cool is that? You're gonna. Can I have a crack at that, the game? That maybe? sounds very cool. I'll probably get a copy and have a crack at it. You reckon? Yeah, I hope they do a little Mooney Mooney movie, mini movie. <laughs> like the, do you know how hard it is to do this show sober? By the way, tonight. I, I think I think we need we need to get you some alcohol because uh, you know, next week I'll be back. I'm off my two week challenge next week. I do, we? I do. I did see something on the Facebook this week. I just week. love you've written little notes. Cosmic bricks, man, man, eight bricks. What? That, that's Hans bricks. That's You're a right. H, not an M. <laughs> Put it in H. Your writing is atrocious tonight. Well, I, I only need to be able to do it enough for me to you be able to, talk, to understand it. You want to talk about Will Smith? What do you want to talk about Will Smith? I was just going to say, did Will Smith want to do the role of Spawn? No, probably not. Because Spawn's, he, he would have walked in there and gone, okay, Todd, I want to do Spawn, <laughs> but he's got to be a hero, not the anti-hero. Yeah, like and he did with, um, He would have said, fuck you. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what he did ja- with... Um, and, then, and then Jamie Foxx walked in and went, I'll do it! That's what happened with um, Django Unchained. Yeah. Yeah, Will Fox said that Django had to be the main hero. And, Will and Fox? Will Smith? Will, Will Smith, Smith um, I've amalgamated... No, in my fucking world, they amalgamated <laughs> together, okay? Um, anyway, he came They're running too fast and they hit together they, and merged. And they merged into one yep. black actor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing that face for? I didn't do any face. Yeah, you did. You did the, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. 
right? I stand by my statement. Anyway, um, Jamie Foxx is a lot better than Will Smith. But that happened with Quentin Tarantino when he was shopping around Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah. He got um, Will Smith to read it. Will Smith went, oh, yep, I'll do it. But However, I've got these got, changes. You've got, to, you've got to make Django the hero and not, and not um, the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And Quentin Tarantino said, no, that ruins the whole point of it. You know, no. And he said, you've got to drop out the N-word. You, uh, Will Smith had a problem with the N-word being used so much, okay? So... Um, they turned around and he said, no, I'll, I'll take it elsewhere. Well, and Will time Sp- period. Will, yeah, and Will, but- Will Smith went, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, as though you'll never get this. This, yeah. is, this is Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, right, as if oh, you won't get it off the ground, Quentin. He turns around, shows it to Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx goes, I'll fucking motherfucking do it, right? And, and then and then the, the uh, Academy turned around and here's a motherfucking gold ask, statue. Uh, yeah, like, you know, and I bet you Will Smith's sitting there going, fuck. Should I don't he? think Will Smith's got a gold statue, does he? I don't know. Or does, does he have one for... Um... Independence Day? No, no. <laughs> of course not fucking Independence Day. What about Muhammad <laughs> what? Ali? What was that, that derision My, just then? I, like, I love Independence Day. Did he, not, he never got any awards? Independence Day would have only gotten awards for special effects. Oh. He definitely didn't win any awards for acting. At all? No. Oh, okay, right. I was just wondering. I don't no. know. You're the fucking Oscar go-to guy here. I, well, it, 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 if... If anyone won an Oscar for Independence Day, ring in right now. Is it? I don't know. I'm just asking you. There's like, no one ringing. God, you give me that fucking look. You're like, I'm just saying. You just shat on your childhood or something. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I fucking loved Independence Day. You're like, it should have fucking won an Oscar, Bailey. It was, it, it was just like Saving Private Ryan. Losing, did, it, did it not get Oscars either? It lost Best Picture to fucking Shakespeare in Love. Oh, fuck off, did I, it? I, so I, don't, I don't really follow the Oscars because oh. I think they're a shit fucking well, award anyway. Although, 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 Argo did win an Oscar. <laughs> um, but Ben Affleck got robbed. He should have got Best Director. Wow, he, really he didn't did. even get nominated. Not for Best Director, he no. did. Did he? No. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's he, what I'm did, saying. Did he, take, did he take out a... He got Best Film. No, but didn't he take out one of the other big awards over in like Britain yeah, or something? Yeah, every, or something everywhere like he won Best Director. Yeah, everywhere. except for the Oscars. Fuck you, Oscars. Oscars didn't even nominate him. Um, right, you've just pointed out to you, you've, you've thrown something at me here yeah. and said, talk about this, motherfucker. Um, 12 Monkeys TV show. This is what something I cannot fucking believe. Sorry <laughs> for the language. <laughs> no, you're not fucking I can't sorry. believe this. I what? cannot believe it. 12 Monkeys. Re- read the story. Read the story. Okay, the Sci-Fi Channel in America uh, has obviously seen a lot of potential in a pilot episode of a new series based on Terry Gillum's sci-fi action thriller, 12 Monkeys. Okay, now apparently the the network has ordered 12 episodes. I can't front. fucking believe this. They want 12, they have already paid for 12 episodes. Apparently, yep. Now, no casting news, I don't know who the fuck is in it, can't mm-hmm. tell you. All I know is Sci-Fi Channel, 12 episodes. Now, it's an hour-long series. It's been written on spec by Terry Metalis and Travis Fickett from Terra Nova. I don't which, know what which, the hell that and, is. And I, 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 Sci-Fi Channel, Terra Nova? Yep. It's only going to get 12 episodes, and then it's going to get fucking axed. It's going to get axed. Uh, now, the series follows the journey of a time traveller from the post-apocalyptic future who appears in the present day on a mission to locate and eradicate the source of a deadly plague that will eventually decimate the human race. Mm-hmm. Now, flash, uh, flashback to the movie. Uh, Brad Bruce, Pitt, Willis, Bruce Willis. Um, it was a trippy film. I haven't seen it for a couple of years, but I, I remember I liked it. But it was it, just trippy. It was it um it was interesting. I and and it's Terry McGill, uh, uh, Gillum, so um. Yeah, Terry Gillum. Mm. Yep. His stuff is always a little bit... you got to watch it sort of sideways. <laughs> what was that sound, Peter? you got... You literally... People can't see it at home, but you're tilting your head you to do, the side. You do. When look. you watch a tel- Terry Gillum movie, you've kind of got to go... And sort of... <laughs> your, bra- your brain has got to sort of swerve a little bit. Yeah. You've and got to not quite... Not quite... Yeah. I enjoy it. I remember like watching... Will you watch the TV series? I, I think I will. I think I will. Yeah, depends who they cast. That but mind you, mind you, this is put Skeet Ulrich in it. I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> really? What? 
I liked him. Really? Skit Ulrich? What was the, what was the last time you saw him in? Was what, Scream or something? No, there was a TV series he did, like, early 2000s. Yeah? Uh, fuck. I can't what are you thinking about? This is, this is 12 Monkeys. He, he, where he played, he used to in, investigate mm. um, Miraculous Phenomenon and that kind of stuff. Okay. Not Mysterious Ways, because that had old mate uh, Adrian Pazdak, or whatever his name was in it, but it was another one. Skeet Ulrich, he was like a priest who went to investigate miracles. Yeah, I know the one you're Do you remember the one? About. I know yeah, the one and he about. had to try and debunk, because he worked for the church or something. Do you remember the... I can't think what it was called, but Skeet Ulrich was really good in that mo- in that TV series, mm. not movie. It was the V-Files, the Vatican Files. No, it wasn't. That's what it was called. It was not. And he had this Sheila, a yeah, redhead... You're, pull, you're pulling a red, shit out of your he, ass. He had, a, he had a redhead Sheila um, that was a scientist that, that really? would go around with him. I've got a redheaded Sheila across from me who's been a bitch. Now stop it. <laughs> 12 Monkeys. Uh, this movie, Bruce Willis, back in the day, um, it was kind of interesting because it was the whole movie was like a circle. Yeah. If, if, uh, come it, folded, with, it folded back in on come, it. Come with me on this trip, right? <laughs> <laughs> Start, I'll pack my fucking bags. Pack and your bags. Of drugs as right? well. Kick your shoes off. Here's a walking <laughs> stick. We're going to be like the fucking hobbits, all right? Let's go. Start of the movie starts off. Bruce Willis is a child. Yes. He has visions throughout the entire movie of when he was a child. Yes. Because he always remembers seeing someone getting shot at an airport. At an airport, yeah. The whole movie happens. He goes back in time as his older self and... Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis gets shot in an airport in front of a child who ends up being himself. Yep. So he did the whole loop around. I really don't understand the movie. Like, like I hate those movies where it's a bit like The Matrix. Yeah. Right? You do the entire mission, you come back and you go, and then someone dies or you don't actually finish the mission. You're like, well, why the fuck did we even start it? Yeah. Why did I spend two hours watching this? I don't know. Because I may as well have just... You know, I've actually got this incredible urge to go and watch 12 Monkeys again now. After talking about it, I want to go and watch it again. I, I wanted to go see it because the film uh, school that I actually went to a couple of months ago, yeah. they showed us the original uh, 1970s 12 Monkeys short film that it's based on. Yeah. And it's trippy as shit. Because right? uh, it's it was more photos. It's, it was like in sequential order, yeah, not, Im- not a movie. Imagine no no video footage. There is one little snippet of video footage of film footage in the entire movie. It, but the majority of it is photos, like still images, yeah. with a voiceover over the top of it, with music and sound effects and stuff like that. But man, yeah. it was trippy as shit. And I, you know, like I, 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 mm. I, I just still want to go and watch the, the Twelve Monkeys movie. I, I'm, I'm going to say it's a personal challenge. And I don't, I don't, don't understand. Watch and 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 to this day, I still don't understand the Twelve Monkeys reference to the to. That was the cult, wasn't it? I, the cult of the Twelve Monkeys or something? Is it, I don't know. Within the movie, within but the movie. within the short, Twelve Monkeys had nothing to do with the short. Oh, but it was the seventies. The, the name, the name <laughs> didn't have to have didn't have to have logic behind it. Ginger was the seventies. Like the name, the, the the original name of the short is something that translates from French into the jump. Oh, that's all it means. All oh, right, eh? fair enough. Maybe, do you reckon maybe that's where they got jumper from? It got <laughs> it had Bruce Willis in it too. No, it didn't. What am I thinking of? Looper. That's right. I yeah. fucking ju- jumped it in. It had fucking Hayden Christensen in it. One thing about this 12 Monkeys is in the original, it was some weird shit where there was no time machine, right? Yeah. It was you thought back to a time where you remember and then all of a sudden you're in it. Oh, right. Eh? And I wish was, that was true. There's so many things I could think back. And let, let's think back to a, to a moment right now. I'm not hearing the... Sound. No, it didn't happen. Oh, anyway, um, I can remember pretty vivid things. Moving along, yeah. You sent me. A I'm link pretty sure to- people want to go 
back to the start of this podcast <laughs> and turn it off. Uh, you're rambling tonight. You're fu- you're, I'm sober. Have you had anything to drink? Oh, a little bit of sugar. Yeah, maybe. Probably a lot, a lot of sugar. You sent me a thing today called Star Drunk. I want to talk about Star that. Star Drunk. How cool is that? I think we should do a pod drunk. Now, what they did is they, uh, it's a hilarious short film that was written by drunk people and they shot it with all of the actors drunk. It's called Star Drunk and it is Fucking awesome. Now, the movie is a sequel to, a, uh, to Cleverbot, Do You Love Me? Now, uh, there's a, here's a little note from the directors, Chris R. Wilson and Zach Person. Star Drunk was an experiment in writing a short film while drunk. Several writers from Portland got together one night, hit the booze, and write the script. Yep. Now, they promised each other whatever they wrote, that night they would produce as a short film, and yep. they ended up creating a Star Trek Star Wars Battlestar Galactica-esque parody with laser gunfights and space battles. Pew, pew. Now, taking the concept of, uh, the concept a step further and a little bit stranger, they asked their whole cast to be drunk <laughs> on the night of filming. I watched it. I laughed guys for five minutes, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's quite good. They were playing up the drunk aspect, the actors. You think that actors. there were some actors that were playing it up? Oh, Christ, yeah. Cause, I mean, but I've, these are Americans. I, yeah, it doesn't take much for them to get drunk. Uh, <laughs> Um, not just, like us Australians. I'm just saying they probably blew half their budget on alcohol. If it was over here, the budget would be a lot smaller, <laughs> and the budget for effects. Christ Mind you, what? the effects in this movie are amazing. Yeah, oh, they're amazing. quite good. They're quite good for, for a little five-minute film. It's yeah. fucking awesome. But, you know, you said to me, oh, look, check this out. And I went, I sent you back the message. I'm yeah. What's that fucking groundbreaking about that? Every time we do a movie, I'm fucking drunk anyway. I act drunk every time. Every like uh, last year, I took out um, best performance in, yeah. in the originate thing. But I, you weren't drunk. You were. Oh no, I was three sheets to the wind that night. It was cold. And towards I was, the end of it, I was drinking Bundaberg you, red. You, but towards the end of it, you sobered up for the parts where you needed to be a bit more serious in it. I was. Actually, I was a little bit sober that uh, yeah. that that so early in the the early parts of it. Yeah. I was fucking. I was hitting the piss pretty bad because we had our production assistants for there. I mm. kept going just drink, please and. You had me tied into a chair for part of the role. <laughs> now, this sounds really weird for one people of the, that one haven't of the girls watched this movie. Had, one of the girls had to actually kind of give me sips of the, the Bundy Red. Um, and, I, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Most of our films I've done pissed. Can, can, can I just say, the people that haven't watched this film, go maybe watch go watch it now. Yep. Interrogation. And uh, also check out our other one, Do Over. Yes. Because I was, uh, I was on wine for that one. <laughs> You bought in a o- bottle. Only, only towards the end of it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, we polished off that. We polished off two bottles of wine that night. Yeah, you know, for, for something that was supposed to be a prop, you managed to drink the shit out of it. I drank two bottles of that prop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, though, that is how I operate when it, when it comes to film time. Mm. Uh, all our old films as well, stuff we've done in the past. Do you reckon you could do something sober? Who? Me? You. Uh, we've done one or two sober. I have done one or two things sober. Yeah. But uh, majority of the time, I do it to take the edge off. Is, is, is it just a, a nerves thing or is it... Because people go, look, you're an outgoing guy, blah, blah, blah. What they think, like, they think that I could get up and talk to, in front of an audience or whatever else. Yeah. I actually get... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit shy. I We're don't a podcast like, in front of millions of people. Yeah, but no one can see us doing it. Yeah. Well, uh, even when we filmed Geek Speak Live, the TV series, in front of an audience, mm. I had to drink then to, to, to loosen up because yeah. I get... Um, I get nervous. Maybe you need to start smoking weed or something. I'll do a Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, we, got we some, don't endorse we, we got some, drugs. I've got some Hulk smash here. We've got some great... What? The Green Machine. Um, some OG. But anyway, no, seriously, I I drink to, to loosen up when I'm doing that kind yeah. of thing. So that's why, if you see me pissed doing a live show, it's why it's just to loosen up and, and not be as nervous in front of a crowd. So even if it's just a small uh, crew filming something, yeah. I still... Yeah, and Steve Muller, our host of, of Geek Speak Sidekick, um, and, and Geek Speak, the web series... Steve likes to have a beer or two just to take the edge off before he... Um, yeah. Yeah, we call it the Kuthrapali effect. 
Yeah. My, my, um, you know, th- th- this is completely left of field, but uh, years ago I was talking to my dad and he said that the guys that he went to school with were better drivers after one or two drinks. Hells yes. Because they weren't as crazy. Yeah. As soon as they had those two drinks, it kind of calmed them down a little bit and actually became more responsible drivers. Yep. Yep. I'm not saying go we out we drink driving. We're not saying well, that. I'm, I'm what talking, I am saying is that different things affect different people. probably about 1999, um, it was still commonplace for a lot of like long-distance truck drivers, especially yeah. in the Northern Territory. They used to carry a couple of uh, bottles of beer in the fridge, truck yeah. fridge, because up there with the heat, um, if you're pulling over for a few hours sleep, it'd be that hot that you really couldn't switch off and get a decent sleep. What they'd do is they'd have one or two bit pull over the truck, you know, uh, side of the road, switch it all down for the night, and they'd have one or two cold beers, and then jump in the bunk. And what it was, one or two beers would just kind of relax you, yeah. so you'd sleep better. Okay. Um, and we used to always do it. I, I know I always before we pull up, I'd you know down a beer or two. Yeah. And um, you know, you sit out on the, the steps on the side of the truck and look at the, you know, you'd be out in the middle of the bundu out in the the bush, mm-hmm. and so beautiful start, you know. Sky just full of you know stars. You sure, there, sure, a- you sure you haven't taken drugs now? Hey, no, no. Describing this, no, reminiscing. No, it was great, but nowadays you can It's zero nowadays. You yeah. cannot have you know anything in you. But we used to do it back then. It was a way of unwinding. And I'll tell you what, you got up refreshed the next morning after a couple of beers. Yeah. You wouldn't hit the piss. You just having one or two yeah, cold I'm, beers. I'm, I'm not mid strength. You would go, go mid strength, and you wouldn't go heavy lager or anything like that. All those people, thank you very much for coming along this voyage of our, our, our <laughs> reflections. <laughs> Reminiscing. Yeah. We don't. We don't get into the other stuff I used to do back in my early days because that shit kept me awake <laughs> for days on end. Shh, don't anyway, um, why? We, most of us. It's like one day I'll be writing a memoir. You'll be writing my memoir. Yeah, which will be a very short fucking memoir because you're not a great writer. Really? Um, you want to do some comic related stuff? Yeah, absolutely, man. And talent search. We've seen X Factor and fucking what's the other one? Um, the Voice and uh, Australia's, Australia's Got, got talent. talent. America's Got Talent. What about comics? Have you ever seen anything for, for that? Oh. Not a TV series, but just people doing like talent contests. Um, the only thing. That, the only thing that we've really seen is the forty-eight hour comic. Well, the drawing challenge type yeah. thing. Yeah, um, but this, get this right. Now, Top Cow, publishers of Witchblade, yeah. Artifacts, fucking uh, Darkness. The, the big guys, the real guys. Okay, Top Cow announced this week they will be conducting a new talent search where they will be looking for four unpublished writers and four unpublished artists, okay? They will then get paying work uh, from the company. Now, there's also another 10 runner-ups. Uh, we'll each get a chance to participate in an anthology book, okay? This sounds like a really great initiative. It's, I love it. Anyway, now, there is a seven-page rule book that you can go and, and check out. I think it's on the Top Cow website, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the rules are quite extensive, but we're just going to give you a couple of, of, of the big ones, yep. okay? Because we think there should be some Aussie guys really yeah, thrown shit, in for this. Yeah. I've seen so much good stuff via Oz Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our regular like you know, um, Aussie creators could even have a crack at this if they want. Yeah, yeah. Writers, are you ready for this? You have to come up with a 22-page comic book story. Now, that's 22 comic pages, not a Word document that's 22 pages long, okay? Uh, they stress that pretty strongly in the rules. It's got to be 22 comic pages. They want it self-contained with a beginning, middle, and an end. It's a one-shot, yep. okay? You're not writing a fucking ongoing series. You're writing a one-shot for this. Now, the story should be about a previous or future wearer of one of the artifacts, and I'll list those in a minute, okay? And it should also be na- uh, narrated by Sarah Pizzini, aka The Witchblade, or Jackie Estacado. 
the guy who's the wielder of the darkness, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And should have a brief appearance by one or the two of them in the book, okay? Now, the 13 artifacts you have to choose from, the Witchblade, the Darkness, the Angelus, Heartstone, Wheel of Shadows, Coin of Solomon, Emberstone, Pandora's Box, the Glacier Stone, Spear of Destiny, 13th artifact, the Rapture, or the Blood Sword. Spear of Destiny. 13. That would be cool, the Spear of Destiny. I wonder if you could write it like a porno. Um, artists. Are you ready for this, artist? Now, you can be a penciler, do pencil and inking yourself, or work... With an inker or a colorist. Now, inkers and colorists do not enter the contest alone, please. You can submit your stuff directly to Top Care or you can team up with a penciler, okay? Uh, now, there will be sample scripts posted online for the artist to use, okay? And also for the writers, if you have never written a check comic out what, script, check out one of their check out the comic scripts, scripts. Yeah. okay? So you get an idea of, of how to lay out yeah. a, a script. I'd love to, to, to be able to see well, what, how they, crack, how they write. Look. Now, you must be unpublished. Now, this is a very serious thing, right? There's a serious about this. You must be unpublished. Now, now, now. So much so that this is how serious they are. They've published a list of publishers that if you've worked for one of these publishers, then you, you're considered published and you can't work on this. You can't go into this, this talent search. That's right. Now, the, the, the list of publishers are big companies. They're not independent. They're not oh, talking about. They're not, they're not talking about if uh, you yourself has published your own comic. No, no, no. These but, are talking about the, the... So the big two are in there, Marvel Comics and DC Comics, yep. as well as Image. Now, that covers all the imprints of Image. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dark Horse, IDW, Dynamite Entertainment, Boom Studios, Valiant Comics, Xenoscope Entertainment, Oni Press, Viz Media, Avatar Press, Fantagraphics, Aspen Comics, Random House, and Hatchet Publishing. Now, sadly, um, Xenoscope, that rules out Paul Abstruse, Ozzy Artist Paul, because he, he's done work on Grim Fairy Tales for, for them. Sorry to say, mate. Yeah, that, that, that kind of sucks. But I'll tell you what, Paul would get his foot in the door with Top Cow anyway, because he's such a good bloody penciler. Uh, now he's the- really good at doing unicorns and... My Little Pony. Yeah. Uh, the correct... Uh, the, the correct... Fuck me. The contest is open from September 2nd, 2013 through till January 31st, 2014. So that's a bit of time. Uh, don't rush your stuff. Right? Go along, check out the website, look at the competition, look at all the rules, mm-hmm. then have a crack at it, okay? Don't rush yourself because you want to put in your best yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. We are saying to Aussie creators, have a crack. You might as well because it doesn't hurt. It's not going to cost you anything. I reckon you and I should write something for it. We should write a script. Artists, if I, you're out there, por- I really want to do it as a porno. Really? Yeah. I don't think they'll publish it, but it'd be fucking funny. <laughs> Artists. What? Geekspeakau at gmail.com. What if they want to have a crack at doing our thing? Yeah. Okay. No, doing our script. Yeah. No. Not our thing. <laughs> let's, let's just put that out there. Don't. Or, don't, don't, or don't. don't put it out there, as the case may be. Right. Quick talking about uh, the new previews is out. Yep. Uh, the Diamond previews. Having a quick flick through. Ginji spotted Captain Midnight Volume 1 from Dark Horse Comics. Yeah, I, I'm te- definitely buying that. That is on sale late January. That comes out. Hits the shelves late the, January. The, the, the artwork in that looks amazing. Uh, well, um, Jason Gibbs, Gibbo. Mm-hmm. Gamer Gibbo has been reading the single issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, we might have to get him to do a bit of a review on it. He's meant to be coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. We'll okay. talk about it then. Now, there's a book in there. Um, the first issue comes out in October. Second issue will be out in November. The Black Beetle from Dark Horse Comics as well. I, I love, I love that, that, they're, they're, that all these pulp characters are really starting to make a bit of a resurgence. They are. Comics. They are. They make it. Well, it's good to see. Now, uh, flicking through to DC, the cat. Remember, I, I talked about yes. the Catwoman, Batman hush kiss. Mm-hmm. That is, there it is. There it is. It's uh, page one fifty three. It's in the DC collectible section, limited to twenty five hundred statues. To be honest, that's not a lot. It's not well. That's worldwide. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I tell yeah. you what, if you if you want one, don't expect to go into your, your comic shop. Now this this comes out February twenty fourteen. Now they're saying here they even say allocations may occur. 
So don't risk going, oh, my favourite comic shop will get it in. They'll have one or two just sitting in the cabinet. Chances are they bloody well won't. No, so you, right. if you want one, have a, it is sweet. It you is you better put your order in now or else you're not going to get I'm it. I'm stroking the page. It's just, it's, it's scary. Right. Uh, also in the DC Collectibles section, they've got a fantastic uh, New 52 Shazam action figure. You, you're, um, He's got the hood on. Now that's on sale in December. Uh, and they're saying there allocations may occur on that one as well. Um, but it looks pretty wicked. They've also got a super DC Comics supervillain Suicide Squad uh, uh, list of action figures there. They've got Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, and Deadshot. Now, the Deadshot looks freaking awesome. <laughs> they are going to be on sale in February. You should check those out. Now, they're uh, a bit over six inches, six and a half inches uh, tall. They look pretty De- wicked. Decent-sized figures, yeah. If you're a Green Lantern fan, there is a one-to-one scale violet power battery and ring prop replica. In other words, it's pink, violet, pinky, Pink, violet, pink. We'll just skip. Past would you? That. Would you? Would you really? Well, would I buy it? God yeah. no. I mean, a Green Lantern. Well, we sold a couple here not long ago, and like the actual green ones. Yeah, but yeah. Not- um, for the kids, if if you're a dad or you're a mum and you listen to Geek Speak Live, good on you. Parenting done right. Don't let the kids listen. <laughs> um, but if you if you want to get your kids into comics, if they love Ben Ten, IDW. Guess what they're bringing out? Ginge, Bat- Batman. Fucking Ben 10, you twat. Oh, that's why you said Ben 10. Oh, God, it's hard. It's hard to work with you some days. It really, really fucking is. Oh, okay. I don't know when this is coming out. It's, it, it hits, uh, I'd say, end of the year. Um, but they have got Ben 10 number one. There's a new series launching from IDW Comics that is in the current previews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure any good comic shop worth their weight uh, will be ordering those. I know we will be here. We'll be ordering a pile because it is popular. Also... Remember Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the cartoon from back in the day? Do you remember that? I do. The dog and the I little do. boy with the... You, you may the, not remember the name, but you'll definitely remember the art. Check it out. DreamWorks. Um, DreamWorks must be bringing out a new cartoon or something like that, because DreamWorks is doing it. Have a look. Pe- new 3D Mr. animated movie. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. It looks freaking awesome. So IDW are bringing out the comic for that. It's a miniseries, one to four. Um, looks really... Solly Fish is doing the, uh, the writing on that one. There you go. So check it out. It's... It looks freaking awesome. I'll probably read that myself. I grew up watching that cartoon. It was good back yeah. in the day. Did you ever watch it? I, I, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember actually ever sitting down and watching it. J. Michael Straczynski has got a new book coming out under Image Comics called Protectors, Inc. Uh, now, it's, a, it's uh, heroes in a world without superpowered bad guys. It's essentially the heroes with corporate sponsors and far too polite rivalries and sporting franchises, okay? Heroes without anything or anyone to fight. Um, look, it just looks awesome. Check out the artwork. Who's doing the artwork? It is Gordon Purcell and Mike uh, Atier. Okay, check it out. It's in there. It, it looks kind of freaking old. It's got that old school, almost like um, 1940s style. It's got kind of. a bit of a Kirby-esque. It looks good. It looks, looks good. good. Um, having a quick flick through there. of uh, there's, there's a bit in the image, but um, nothing jumping out at me that, that kind of go jumping from, screaming from the rooftops. Yep. Now, Darkest Hour is a storyline running through Venom and Superior Spider-Man. Now, that's uh, kicking off... Superior Spider-Man 22 to 25. Um, now, it's, it's, it's Dan Slott writing it, Christos Gage, as well as Humberto Ramos on the artwork, one of my favourite artists. Mm-hmm. That is in the Marvel previews. They're pushing that pretty big in there. Um, now, there is also a new, if I can find it in here, a new X-Men book <laughs> called <laughs> the, uh, Amazing X-Men Number 1. Now, it's written by Jason Aaron. He's been doing a lot of stuff lately. He's done Wolverine and the X-Men for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Guess who's on the artwork? Used to be a DC boy now. He's back doing Marvel. I, I can see his name. Ed McGuinness. Yeah. And they're bringing back Nightcrawler. It's the return of Nightcrawler. If you're a Nightcrawler fan, you'll want to check out Amazing X-Men number one from Marvel Comics. Looks pretty 
freaking awesome. Um, apart from that, uh, not an awful lot jumping out at me there from Marvel. Uh, the, I'll be honest, their um, graphic novel lineup in this previews is a little bit sad, Ging. Just yeah. a tad sad. Just a tad? I'm, I can't say there's a lot jumping out at me there. Flicking through to the publisher you love the most... Yes. Good old Dynamite Entertainment. Now, they have a new book coming out called... I was going to I was gonna point in in this Noir direction. Noir, number one. Mm. Uh, now, it is featuring Miss Fury and the Black Sparrow, who looks a lot like... Oh, and guest starring... I was going to say, the Black Sparrow looks a hell of a lot like the <laughs> Shadow. That's because it is the fucking Shadow. Uh, it's hard to get good help these uh, days, isn't it? Get fucked. Anyway. <laughs> um, written by Victor Gishler uh, with... Andre um, Muti and Aiden Saif on the artwork and covers and that there. Okay, now that is uh, that is in the current Dynamite Entertainment section, and it's going to be a five-part miniseries noir, forty pages for three dollars ninety-nine. Beautiful American. The first one is is Miss Fury in the Black Sparrow featuring the Shadow as a guest guest. Uh, what do you call? It? Also, kicking off Legends of Red Sonia. That's a miniseries uh, written by Gail Simone. Uh, you might know her from Batgirl, Ginch. Back I do rem- remember her from Batgirl. And if you're a classic, we've met her. We have. She's a lovely, lovely lass, uh, lady. Now, uh, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica fans, they're doing classic Battlestar Galactica, Starbuck. And uh, that chick's got four eyes and two mouths. That's just weird. Uh, I'm sober and that's weird to I, me. I, I don't remember the, the TV show ever having anyone that, that would have had, had the makeup. Like that, to do that, that on the TV show. Uh, smooth with the ladies, a cool hand in the cockpit, number one on the sideline hit list, The Secret Origin of Starbuck, an all-new miniseries written by Tony Lee. Back when there Starbuck was a guy. Starbuck was a guy, yeah. Yeah, before that was a classic. Um, Battles- My brother, Troy, hmm? will not. He, he's like, nah, new, new Battlestar Galactica? Bullshit, Starbuck's a dude. And it was all play- uh, Dirk Benedict with Starbuck. Dirk face Benedict. from face from A Team. Uh, there you go. So that's some stuff in the latest previews. Yeah, you're flicking back to look at the shadow. Shadow now. I know. I got yeah. it. Okay. 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 Ooh, it all right. Wicked. Fair enough. I'll talk. We're going to review it when it comes out. Back. Get off my back, big fella. Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Uh, there you go. That's some awesome stuff. Oh, by the way, if we're doing it enough in indie comics, we're also going to mention Valiant Entertainment. Unity Number One is coming out. It's the must-read comic book event of the year. Well, that's what they're telling us anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by uh, Matt Kint. With uh, Dougie Braithwaite doing the art and cover. so And also, there's some variant covers by Clayton Crane, Travel Foreman, Brian Hitch, and Paolo Riviera doing some variant covers there. Unity, number one from Valiant Comics. Check it on out if you like your Valiant stuff. Yeah. It's got, uh, it's got XA Men of War there, too, on the cover, main cover. Do it. Check it on out. I'm That's see- the I'm previous. Not, I'm not seeing Time Walker. <sighs> Fuck. Anyway. Are they going to bring him back or what? Maybe. Oh, you know what I did miss? DC Comics, the big one in there. Harley <laughs> Quinn. Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, they're doing a zero issue there for Harley Quinn. You got to check that. Like, you going to pick that up? Well, it's Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, it's Amanda la- Connor. La- it's lately, Tommy lately, I've been thinking maybe I should hold off until the trades. Are you, you're going to do the wait for trades. But, but then, but my, then my problem is you I, forget when the trade comes out to get it, and I never get it. But also another problem is I like getting all the indie uh, comics, and you can't always guarantee they're going to hit trade. Uh, yeah, you, usually they'll get to three or four, and then maybe the entire company will go belly up. Do you know what we've never seen? We've never seen it f- got finished. It was Lady Mechanica. From Aspen. Oh, really? It's never finished. Oh. It was an awesome series. Ed Benes was doing that. 
Loved it. Some of the girls from our crew. Yeah, used they, to, they used to get it. that every month. Um, now I just want to quickly say it's written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Pamela. Art by Darwin Cook, Sam Keith, Tony S. Daniel, Paul Pope, Walter Simonson, Art Balthazar, and others. It's going to be action packed. That zero issue that will be on sale November twenty twenty first here in the uh, in, in Australia. November twenty in the US. Um, it's only you know it's cheap. It's two ninety nine US. It's thirty two pages. Snap that one up if you're a Harley Quinn. Looks fan. different. There you go. Have I done enough tonight? Can I go home now? What do you want? We'll just do this. Oh, okay. Before we we go. go. Drum roll, Ginge. It's time for Wade's non-funny Friday joke. Oh, no. I was talking about this. Oh, no. I'll get to that soon. I want you to do your Friday non-funny Friday non-funny. Here you go. It's breakfast time. Yep. There's There's a fry pan. Yep. And there's egg and a sausage frying in the fry pan. Okay, I'm with you. And the sausage turns the egg and goes, fuck, it's hot in here. Yeah. And the egg goes, ah! Talking sausage. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Where did you hear that? Oh, on the radio. Did you? And I bet you giggled like a schoolgirl. I giggled you heard like it. a son of a bitch. You walked in here All before morning. the podcast. You went, "Can I do a joke on the podcast tonight?" <laughs> I'm like, "Why?" And you just giggled. I went, "Okay, fair enough. Have a crack." There you go. Um, real quick, let, let, let's redeem the the, the, <sighs> just the to Friday podcast not back. God damn it! We're not going to make that an ongoing thing. eBay, are we? son of a bitch. Uh... Don't have the money. Don't have the money, but I would love to buy a 1965 Chrysler Imperial, but it's not just any old Chrysler it's Imperial. It's the... It is the Green Hornet. It's the Black Beauty from the Green Hornet movie. Yes. From the... the, the, the what's his name? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen uh, you, you, movie. You, you've blocked that out of blocked your, out your memory. Shit, in it. shit in it. Anyway, um, they are selling it. It's in Beverly Hills, California. It is, it's the proper one from the movie. It's the, one of the only ones that still has the majority of the interior intact because mm-hmm. um, it was fitted out, for, you know, customised for the movie, everything yeah. else. It's got the machine guns on the bonnet and everything else. It's got the rockets everywhere. Rockets and all that kind of stuff. The the, the front of it glows green, the, the headlights. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the Black Beauty in the I'm movie. pretty sure this is the one that went around touring to uh, all the comic conventions to get for interest. The, into yeah, the film. to build up the interest. Uh, sadly, it was still a shit film. Are you ready for the price? You can buy it right now. Do you? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I, you can I, buy it. I could buy it, yeah. I'm gonna buy it, it now. I'm going to put on my best salesman voice. Are you ready for my this? My problem is that I, I can't afford the shipping back to Australia. It's pretty expensive. Are you ready for this, Jim? Yes. I'm going to do my best salesman. Come on down. Would you like to buy yourself a 1965 Chrysler Imperial? Yes, that's right. It's the Green Hornet movie car itself, the Black Beauty. Fully loaded. Now, are you ready for this? Uh, it's a special buy it now price of 169 thousand US. Make sure you you can actually use your PayPal account. You must actually use your PayPal account to, to buy. It is required that you pay via PayPal. They I will not got, take a check. I haven't got that much money in PayPal to cover being able to buy this fucking thing. $169,000. I don't know if Black Beauty would be what I was buying. Uh, I'd sooner buy like Ecto-1. Oh, fucking yeah. I'd even buy um, the General Lee. I do notice the Ecto-1 is driving around Australia at the moment. Is it? Mm. Really? I think I think it's to promote the Ghostbusters slot machine. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Anyway, if the Black Beauty, if you if you're wealthy and you want to buy it, it looks it looks one hundred sixty nine thousand dollars. It is sweet. You'd have to put it in a container and ship it across, which is going to cost you a lot would, of money. Would you want that over Ecto One? Well, no, I'd send it by the eighty nine Batmobile. Eighty nine Batmobile. That's what I'd send it by. You, you could you could you could buy the animated Batmobile that doesn't exist. For less than one hundred sixty nine thousand dollars, mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't, well, someone's could, done it. Yeah, but it I'm, exists. But, but what I'm saying is the animated series Batmobile. Oh, yeah, it's a custom you, job. You, you could get someone to make you. I'd that love one. to have that. Matter of fact, I want one. Ginge, it's my birthday next week. Can, yeah. you, can you can you buy it for me? You know, what, you know what you could actually do is what? is get the other one, the one from that uh, uh, Batman in Tokyo. Yeah, that's awesome. Imagine that. Uh, uh, Something um, of dreams. 
Okay, Asamaya, Child of Dreams. That mm. being Child of Dreams. Yeah, that'd be cool. Check that's an that awesome out. book. For those people that don't understand it's that not Batmobile, in print anymore. It's look wicked. it up on, on Google. I loved it. It's awesome. Anyway. 89 Batmobile on steroids. Buy, buy me that for my birthday. Are you ready for this? It's yeah. time to end the show. Ginger, where can people head along? Facebook.com forward slash Geekspeak TV. YouTube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia. Twitter at GeekspeakAU and GeekspeakAU at gmail.com. That's right. We've got a crew heading along to Zix this weekend to cover that. Uh, we'll have some of that stuff going up and we'll talk about it. The sidekicks will definitely be talking about it in one of their upcoming episodes. Yeah. Uh, make sure the new video went up this week. It was Aquaman. Steve tells us why Aquaman is certified cool in the DC universe. And there's a, a wicked little song in there that'll get stuck in your fucking head. Stick been, to the end because we, we, there's a little bit we fill the, the studio with water. We do. And you and I um, have a, a script writing genius bit in front of the green screen at the very end. We do. Near the credits. Yeah. After the credits, yeah. sorry. Anyway, check it on out. Ginge, thanks for joining us for another night. Thank you, sir. Wade Compton on Pots and Pans. Todd being your host, Todd Bailey. Thanks for joining us here on Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and TV series. Catch you next time.